Welcome, everyone, to the 12th episode special of Jordan Mode. You won't believe who I have is fucking Trey Green of the Trey Green Podcast and my number one friend. <laughs> Thank you for having me, buddy. It's... Uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't don't call it a comeback i've been here for years um what what do we do now shit dude now that we're here uh yeah how how does this work i don't watch this show uh um i don't listen to this podcast how long have we known each other oh man like a decade at least like what 15 years no yes bro says first grade yeah oh geez that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, fifteen-ish years. Yeah, that's that's messed up. The time flies when you're having fun. You really do. We've been through so many ups and downs in our friendship, our relationship. It's it's, it's like you're a part of me that I can't let go. Dude, I f- I feel the same way. I I feel like I feel like you were present in a lot of formative sort of events in my life i mean my life hasn't been extremely eventful but you know the the times i look back on fondly you're you're in a lot of them yeah that's that's so good to hear sometimes i have dreams with you in it and it like it kind of freaks me out but at the same time i'm like wow i trey was in my dream that's so cool do you do you get the same dreams where i'm in them right now i'm not really having very vivid dreams it's um the past couple years I, I used to have like really vivid dreams with like a solid narrative like they like it'd be a lot of weird stuff that happens but it would still it would like follow a three-act structure and be have like a pretty decently written ending if i do say so myself but i i don't really have dreams like that anymore i i, I don't really have dreams in general like i'll, I'll have vague memories of images i had the night before but I can't really remember any sort of storyline or what happened. But when I used to have vivid dreams, you were in a lot of them. I remember there was one where you like locked me inside of a 7-Eleven and like you were like going to burn it down with gasoline. But instead of like doing it the way a normal person would, you just kind of like filled up the 7-Eleven with gasoline. And uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that's just that's just one that comes to mind. That happened a, a few years ago. That was like freshman year, maybe. So I was freshman age, setting fire. No, you to a, you, get, <laughs> to a the, gas station. I don't know. Maybe you were. You might have been middle school age. I was still having dreams. You know, my 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 dream canon is like it, it's like how an anime isn't caught up to the manga. I have like like I, I when I have. Let's see. When when I was having dreams shortly after graduation, that was like the last time I, I was I was having like consistent vivid dreams. They're all taking place at high school. But in high school, most of my dreams until like junior senior year, they took place, they still took place in middle school. We we're all like the age we are now or like at the time, but um we would just be at middle school. It, just like I don't know, the the memories of high school hadn't been ingrained in my head yet or something lucky yeah well no middle school wasn't much better that's right we did go to the same middle school that shit was ass but we didn't have the same classes yeah we were like segregated (laughs) yeah we were separate but equal um 
No, we actually weren't equal because um, my classes got to go on field trips. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Now I feel like shit, Trey. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Nah, we had to like write like five page reports on what we saw. We would just like go to like parks and beaches and like sample dirt and stuff and write like a whole thing about it. And, you know, that that's when I first felt like I was I wasn't cut out for this whole gifted program. You made the right decision by not even bothering with it. I was I, I mean, so I, lazy. I, well, yeah, <laughs> that, that's how <laughs> I felt in high school. Um, but I mean, we were all kind of we were all on the same level uh, in high school. We didn't have a, a smart program, but elementary and uh, middle school we did. And we were in the Smarty Pants program in elementary school for all those years. And it permanently damaged us intellectually. Isn't that funny, though, where there's a Smarty Pants program to weed out the dumbasses? Yeah, yeah. And, and you're called gifted because you're like, what What am I, a mutant? Like, you have like like a, an extra big, you have extra wrinkles on your brain. I, I, I never liked the whole gifted program. I never liked being a part of the gifted program. I enjoyed it in elementary school because, you know, what kid doesn't want to be better than other kids? But it's just, I don't know, it's just really scummy. Like, the whole education system is just not, like, it doesn't take into account that we're, like, we are humans. We are animals. We are not computers um, made to memorize information. And those who do it fast enough and well enough deserve to be uh, put on a pedestal or anything like that yeah definitely you guys were in in the middle school that we went to you guys were called the hawks how did that make you feel um i don't know you feel cool <laughs> you feel no. like like a fucking badass no well when, when we had like a bowling field trip maybe but no uh i i didn't like being gifted i i i, wa- I wanted to be a normal kid like I wanted to, you guys looked like you're having more fun. I mean, yeah. you guys are, you guys are getting in fights all the time. Um, I don't know about more fun, but you guys had like a more eventful, exciting life in middle school. Yeah, I knew some some crazy guys, some some really aggressive people. I don't know, it's like the change from middle school to high school was such a a big jump. I feel like because it went from a fight almost maybe even every week to a bunch of nerds with with no fights at all and and we're all just playing kahoot or something in the classroom <laughs> you know it was it wasn't very eventful high school i feel like but that's just me or maybe we've all like grown up now nah, i think it's i think it's just because we're all nerds yeah yeah we're all nerds we we went to a very we we went to a high school that was um very accepting of people from all walks of life for better or for worse you know sometimes i feel like i wish i was bullied because i i don't really have certain social incentives put inside of me like i i, I don't i don't know i always cared way too much about what people thought but at the same time i didn't like I didn't strive to improve myself because of it. I just kind of felt bad about it. 
And that I feel like that's because I had no one, no, n- nobody on the outside to really challenge me to become better. It was just me beating on myself. So yeah, yeah. In in a way, I genuinely wish I was bullied so I could have an antagonist to overcome. Because when that an- when that antagonist is yourself, I feel like that's a lot harder. You know what they say: you are your own worst enemy. But I do get where where you're coming from when when you say that you wanted to get bullied because I think we I think we all need to get bullied at once like at like one time in our lives like as bad as that sounds it's I've always wondered what it's like to be bullied because I I know what it's like to bully because I I have been an asshole before but to be on the receiving end that would be I wonder what that feels like. I don't like to admit it, but I I, I was I was kind of bullyish in in middle school at times. Probably just just because I was insecure, you know that that's the whole thing with most bullies. They're just you know some people are just jerks, but others really have things that they want to change desperately about themselves. So when when they see other people enjoying those aspects about themselves, it just it makes their blood boil, and they have to take it out on them. Um. So like, I don't know, I, I, I've been insecure about myself and I've seen people who have, who are, who really have things in common with me when you get down to it, but people, I just, I just had the urge to, to make fun of, not like I didn't push people around or anything. I just, you know, I, I, I took jokes too far a lot of the time and, um, I've always felt bad since then about that. Like, I, I feel like middle school boys, they're mean. They're, they, they, middle schoolers in general just have like a general lack of empathy. They're so focused on puberty that like generosity and, and courtesy is just not on their radar for that three years. So um, everyone's just mean. And I kind of got caught up in the meanness. Yeah, I was a dick. <laughs> like, I, I can't like just being real like my younger self i had no empathy i was i was a little horny rage monster do you relate you know i, I wasn't me when i was hungry and every time i think back to a moment in elementary school or middle school you, you know when you like cringe you just cringe and you you you, you feel warm in, in your cheeks like your face, or that's just me. But I feel. You mean blushing? I feel heated. Yeah, I, I guess I blush. You know, it's yeah, like. I, I, yeah, I guess that's just like just a response to to embarrassment or the cringe. But it's like from from me being a a, a terrible person, <laughs> and, and embarrassment too. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, it's it's, it's just the choices you make when you're. A stupid kid, a stupid angry kid that that wants something out of life and you just don't know what that is yet. You just you're just unhappy with yourself or and or your surroundings, your situation, something about life, even if it's just like I want this middle school stuff to be over or I don't I, I don't want it to be over. I, I want to stay a kid. I, I don't know. Um there's just there are a lot of situations that cause cringe in the end or, or cause, cause you to be mean and then cause you to cringe about being mean um 
I oh, personally, yeah. I personally, I didn't want to. I mean, yeah, I was insecure, but I feel like I was mostly just trying to be funny in sort of an edgy, edgy way, and just kind of. I, I, I would tease people a lot for things that I didn't, I didn't think were bad about them. I, I was just like teasing them in, in the way like, like a, a stand up comedian like picks out someone in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, you know. <laughs> I was a comedian, you know. I was a funny. I was a class clown. Um, yeah. No, but uh, but yeah, that's not cool. I, I don't even like when comedians do that. I, I was at uh, in New York. I saw the Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and oh. um, yeah, uh, Ed Helms was the guest from The Office, and uh, some guy from The Wire. Oh, Michael K. Williams, the guy who died from The Wire. Um. He was also a guest. Where was I going with that? Oh, yeah, no. But um, for those shows, they actually have uh, an opening act. And it's, uh, I I don't know if they're all like this, but it was uh, a comedian came out and he just had some jokes. But basically all those jokes were just picking out people in the audience and like making fun of them. And they were all cool about it. But I was like, I thought about the the idea of me getting called on. I, I would rather die. I would rather be in that building and have that building explode with my parents in it and the whole crowd and, and, and all of us just, just die right there. Um, I would, I would feel no remorse. Not, no, I, I, it wasn't, no, I, 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 I didn't blow it up. You wanted to pull a joker? No, no. I wanted to pull an Al Qaeda. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, I, I, I would hate to be, picked on by a stand-up comedian They're, they can they can be me they can be meaner than i was in middle school yeah what does that mean i think with uh when the older you get though the more you you you're okay with being like an asshole like what i mean is that you're more um you, you get its jokes because you're more used to life but if you took me freshman year of high school and to like be attacked by a comedian, I would fucking die. But if you attack me now, I'm just gonna laugh it off because it's it's jokes, you know. Like we're not as sensitive, but I'm just speaking for myself. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, it's you, you kind of gain a better understanding of what's okay and what's not okay to say to people um, as you get older, and you understand social dynamics more. And yeah, I've I've tried I've tried to learn from my mistakes, and I, I I hope I hope I'm considered a nice person by most people because, you know, even some people who you know they, they considered me their friend they would they they would say I was mean and I was like well I I don't not like you I was just I was poking fun yeah as, pee, as pee, you. pee pee go in toilet what is your point you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've, I've been saying that for years. I mean, what I meant was it's okay to be an asshole as as long as you're not an asshole 24-7. Yeah, but I, I don't even want to be. That wasn't the point. It, it was just, I, I don't know. You know, when I tease people, it's, it's, it's not that I'm okay. I, I'm, I'm acknowledging something that you don't have to be insecure for but yeah no i i just you know i i i 
I would want to um, express to people that that there are aspects that they may be insecure about that I I don't I I, I want them to know that they don't have to be insecure. And I can do that in a humorous way, and it can be taken the wrong way. But other than that, I, I don't want to. I don't want to tease people. Like I don't want to make people more insecure. I just want to be a nice person, and that that's that's been one of my many goals in the past year or so is to just be nicer to people and, uh, you know, let let them make sure they know that I care. I care about them and what they have to say. Yeah. So bottom line is I just, I want to be a nicer person and I want people to know that, you know, the, the, there, there may be silly little things that you get insecure over and, um, that, that don't matter to me. I have a question for you, Trey Green. Yes. Would you take a bullet for me? Um, no, yes. Uh, that, that's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's interesting though, um, because I, I was just listening to the episode with with Carter. Oh, really? That's where I came up with the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's why that's why I stopped. I was like, "Hey, wait! I, I just heard that, didn't I?" I make um, my own references. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a callback. Nice callback, dude. Um, I don't know. He, he he made a good point earlier in that episode, talking about the the um, his partner or whatever. And how he doesn't know, he thinks so, but he uh, in in the moment he doesn't know. Um, so yeah, I I don't know if uh, my fear of dying will get in the way of <laughs> taking a bullet for you, but in terms of like friendship and what you mean to me, yeah, like I, I give you a kidney. I'm gonna be a hundred percent real with you. I know you're just gonna. I know you're gonna say no, and when you get down to it, it's for the same reasons I said maybe not. But hey, just get it out of the way. Just get out of the way. (laughs) My mind says sixty forty, but my body says yes when the moment comes. If I'm being completely real, I don't. I want to be as transparent as possible. We've known each other for over ten years. You're like, you're like my bestest friend. You know that, right? Like, like no, no bullshit. Okay. I think but you're like, still. I think you're still my brother on um, Facebook. We're still brothers on Facebook, but yeah. like, like when it comes down to it, if I was getting robbed, if I was like in a Bruce Wayne scenario where my parents get shot and. I don't know. The robber wants to shoot me, or wait, no. When well, your parents you're... <laughs> are getting shot, that, that's like, that's okay. You're you, you're allowed to care about them more. Wait, no, okay. Eliminate the parents from the equation. They were never there from the first place. <laughs> they were dead from the start. It's me and you in an alleyway, right? <laughs> okay. Okay. We end up in an alleyway. There's a yeah. robber. Someone wants to rob us. I didn't pay him. He's actually genuinely robbing us. So, and then he pulls out his gun, right? It's like, give me all your valuables or give me the password to your Facebook account or something. And once he shoots you, you know, for, for maybe cause you didn't comply, you know, I think my body would jump in front of you. I would dive it toward it like a dolphin dive and I'd get shot. And then as I lay on the ground dying, you'll ask me why? 
Why, Jordan? Why? And I'll look up into your eyes and say, Because you're my brother. And then you'll tell me with great power comes great responsibility, right? Yeah, and that's how you uh, you start fighting criminals. That's what will really turn my life around. If you die and you give me like words of advice, I will follow those words to my grave. I'll be like your Uncle Ben. Yeah, so, so be careful what your last words are when I'm holding you in my arms as you bleed out. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't planned or anything. I'm just no, saying. Yeah. Yeah, not planned at all. This is all, this isn't real. This is, we're in yeah, the matrix. It's not a plan, but it is a prediction. It's going to happen one day. Butterfly effect, am I right? Each action that we take on a daily basis will lead to another action that will lead to another outcome that will eventually lead to me getting shot and you witnessing me dying. But only time will tell. Like I, I'm no, I'm yeah, no I mean, uh, it, oracle. It's, it's only sixty forty chance anyway. So <laughs> that's what my mind says. Yeah. I mean, I mean, come on, come on. Do you, okay. I'm gonna ask you this from brother to brother. Did you no hesitation think yes? I'll take a bullet for you. Well, I I already explained it. I I, I told you like I don't know how I'm gonna feel with yeah. that adrenaline. I don't know which direction it's going to turn me. Um, I don't know if it's going to be towards you or away from you. But yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to think that I'm selfless in that way. Yeah, I'll be thinking like I'm Quicksilver and I'll dive toward the bullet. So no, I, 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 I think I think you're going to say I don't want to die and turn the other direction. <laughs> but, but that's where we differ. My mind's telling me no, but my body, <laughs> my body... It's telling me yes. That that about sums it up, really. Like that's, I will jump in front of you, to to hit the bullet with my body, so you can survive. Honestly, I I feel like I'm the opposite. I feel like my mind is telling me yes, but I'm afraid that my body will instinctually protect myself. You know, I, I want to help you, but I feel like, you know, I, in the moment, I will just simply be too scared. I'm, I'm just going to go with uh, yes. You bring up a good point, a great point even. Now that you mentioned that I have been in previous scenarios where I have been, like my body has been afraid, so I've just, I just left the scene. So I, I do believe that I probably wouldn't jump in front of you yeah and i I, really think about it i think i think that's the case for most people because that that's just like survival instincts that has nothing to do with the bonds you've created in life it's just you know every human has a desire to not die like yeah for real it's a scary thing i wanted to talk to you about i want to talk about you why I started this podcast. It's all because of two reasons. Trey Green. That's two words, but <laughs> you get my point. Okay. I'm glad I'm both reasons. There's a secret third reason, but that one's personal. When I first saw that you had a podcast, I was I was ecstatic. I was like, yo... Trey's got a motherfucking podcast. This this dude's 
This dude better remember me when he's famous. Swear to God. And when you started, like, I don't remember if you asked me or if I asked you to be on. Either way, we recorded a couple episodes. We recorded them with these two other people who I shall not name. They can come on and defend themselves. (laughs) Wait, what? You're not going to name them? I mean... Fine, I'll, I'll shout them out. I'll shout them out. Shout out Ernesto. Shout out Alejandro. Yeah, you guys, on. you guys pretty much helped us help. You know, just start the wave. We had fun. That was kind of like the first time where I was like, you know, this is fun talking, talking to friends, putting it on the internet. I look back at those episodes fondly because I I did listen to them recently. And yeah. yeah, you you listened to like the whole show. I'm I'm. I'm impressed. Yeah, I, I genuinely liked it. Even the Lily episode. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I, I was taking a big risk, but you know, I had to do it for diversity. Yeah. Girls still aren't funny, but uh I I liked Victorious and I Carly. <laughs> Those are cool shows. Yeah. And okay, and the bear episodes. The mm. bear episodes were, were funny. I specifically remember Bear saying Jordan Lamb. And I, I told you this, like I was so confused why he kept saying my name, yet I don't even know this kid. And I just thought it was a great episode. There were three. I listened to all three bear episodes. Yeah, wow, those so are it was long. like six hours. Like it's like the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, that, that's how I like to see it. That that's why they're all called Nordcast, because they're like it's like a single trilogy and e- each one is very long and it's a whole saga. And it's uh, it's it's it, it's in a way my my uh, magnum opus. It's all thanks to to Bear because he he can he can carry a conversation all by himself. I can just sit there and just let him let him go on about about his um, political <laughs> frustrations and D and D and Star Wars and and I I can just I can just sit back and and let let the let the recognition and the money come in from his entertainment. It's just like Joseph on the YouTube channel. He's in all the videos, um, and I don't do anything. I just hold the camera. Do you think Bear's funny? (laughs) (laughs) I know he's listening right now. Is he? Bear, if you're listening, come on and defend yourself. Um, He's all right. Who do you think's funnier? And I'm going to make you choose. If you don't say the right answer, I'm gonna edit it. Do you think Bear or me is funnier? <laughs> what are you doing, dude? You're wrong for that friend tier list. That's just that's not even cool. Um, talking about bullying people. Uh, is, <laughs> now, now you're just pulling out all your all your little tricks to make me giggle, so I can choose you. Yeah. Um, no, you can be uh, real honest. I don't know it. I've been slowly coming back into the public. I just saw Bear uh, a week ago, last Friday. Uh, we still do D and D. We're on like session five, and um, it's it's a very it's a very nice experience to be part of a a group that's all part of one story they're all telling together 
and it, it can be it can be very funny. I, I I belly laughed a couple of times, but also uh, we have uh, my fellow podcastman Jordan Lamb, who uh, you know we, we, whenever you're talking, I just can't stop <laughs> cheesing, you know. <laughs> But it's kind of the same with Bear. He he's he's a very welcoming soul. I don't know. You you guys you guys both make me smile. So uh I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Objectively speaking. Yeah. I think final answer. It, huh? <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. It just cut out the <laughs> perfect time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, perfect time. Anyway, God damn it. Anyway, what <laughs> anyway, you like Smosh? Yeah, yeah, I love Smosh, just like the old Smosh, the old Smosh more than the new Smosh. I was looking at like a playlist of all the videos from 2010, just to like try to remember which ones are my favorite. Boxman 2.0, Fire Truck official music video. When it starts with F and it ends with Uck, fire truck. Oh, you know what my favorite videos were? It were it was the um if video games were real, if movies were real, all those videos. Yeah, those are my that was my favorite series they did. Trey, you you you've got me fucked up. You know what I'm gonna do right after this? What are you gonna do? Watch. I'm gonna watch those videos. <laughs> I think I am too. <laughs> Oh, they also, yeah, you know, before they did Shut Up Cartoons, they did, like, animated stories. They had, like, true stories, and they, like, animated over it. Do you remember that? Uh, no, I don't. Halo Ruined My Life, True Story 2? Well, you'll have to go look it up. But yeah, yeah, Smosh uh, brought us together a lot in elementary school. I remember um, lunchtime with Smosh was the big thing. That had a lot of yeah names to it. I especially love when they ate Chinese food. Not biased or anything. It was just good. <laughs> I like when they had tacos and um, but yeah, you know, I I I watched, I binged like all the videos that I watched originally because they kept going after I stopped watching for a couple years. Um, but I watched all the videos I used to watch, and <sighs> it it really is two grown men uh sitting at a dining room making funny noises and eating <laughs> eating burger king <laughs> yeah and finding twitter questions finding twitter questions finding to finding twitter question finding twitter questions that's content baby yeah that was iconic i wish they put that on uh itunes did you ever buy any of the songs on itunes nope not at all i did <laughs> <laughs> i wanted the full high quality music and i wanted to listen to it on the way to school um i didn't have a smartphone i didn't have unlimited data so i would buy the music on itunes and yeah yeah so i i owned a digital copy of the song fire truck and that's so fucking awesome <laughs> and the assassin's creed songs and um the legend of zelda rap I also <laughs> I bought I bought a few um your favorite Martian songs when I was like 12 <laughs> with money they were like a dollar 99 a piece probably 
something like that. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, a lot of money was wasted uh, after I got an iTunes account. What was your favorite song by them? By your favorite Martian and Smosh. Smosh. <laughs> um, Smosh. Uh, well, I we we sort of talked about this already on on my podcast. Uh, when I was when I was in middle school, I thought the Assassin's Creed Three song was awesome. I was like, some fucking bang. I was bro. like, I I I am Anthony in a Halloween costume for whoever that character was. Um, I only know Ezio because I I only played Assassin's Creed Two. I was like, how many fools can I kill today? Yeah, he was dropping <laughs> bars. Um, from the perspective of someone who didn't listen to rap at the time. Uh, but your favorite Martian? I I was thinking about one of their songs earlier today. I was thinking about uh, uh Nerd Rage. You, you just had to be there, honestly. There, there's no way to describe it. It's like the this like weird flash animation style where it's Ray William Johnson from equals three. I don't even know if like the other members of the band were real or if they were just characters. Um, but I know it was Ray William Johnson and he would just make like really like cringy songs about like nerd culture and getting friend zoned. And <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I wish I, I wish I wish I was into sports. I wish I played football. But no, I just spent all day in my room listening to your favorite Martian. <laughs> that was my Relatable. that was my middle school experience. Yeah, yeah. Gotta love that early 2010s YouTube. Have you ever seen Animeme? No. Okay, never mind. <laughs> what is Animeme? It's a YouTube channel where they animate memes and they have these uh they basically do parodies of the epic rap battles of history. Epic rap battles of history. I bought some of those too. Which ones? Um oh jeez. I don't remember. I don't know if I bought <laughs> them. I The weird thing was um on the podcast section of iTunes some people, I don't know if it was actually the channels or not. It seemed like, I guess at the time, anyone could upload anything because you could, I, I found um, Smosh videos and Epic Rap Battles of History videos like on there. And I could download them to my iPod Nano before I had a smartphone. And that's how I watched YouTube videos when I wasn't listening to the songs that I bought. After that, I actually found the videos and I was watching them like on the bus. Oh, okay. Um, so that I was doing, and then after that, I figured out how to download stuff to the computer, and then put put them on iTunes and then sync them with my iPod, and then watch it that way. So that's how I was doing things before I had a smartphone. I was like downloading stuff onto the computer into iTunes onto the iPod that has no internet connection and. Yeah, so at least I didn't have to deal with ads, I guess. <laughs> That's how I watch videos in public. And now I have an iPhone, and I, I don't have unlimited data, but I, I go over on data sometimes because I'm a bad boy. Unlimited data, Shmeta. If you have unlimited data, you're, you're probably rich. Yeah. Or, white or you, 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 Exactly, you're a white. <laughs> you're all white. Uh, you're all white.
<laughs> you're all right. You you're white. I'm Asian, and you're white, so that makes us. I. Yeah, we're like. <laughs> we're, we're like um, we're like if if rush hour was about an Asian guy and a white guy instead of an Asian guy and a black guy. You think? Which is no, which is just a different movie entirely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was gonna ask, would it be as funny? No. <laughs> I'm sure there's a movie that's like that, and it's just just a movie. I think it's called Shanghai Noon. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I need to. I can't believe I I need to get on my um my Jackie Chan movies. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I haven't watched any more. I I, I saw Police Story. And then I just I kind of got depressed for like the next week, and I didn't want to consume any new media because I wouldn't uh, enjoy it as much as if I was outside of my funk. So I waited a couple of days. I had some good experiences with friends, ate good food, I read my self help book, and um, I feel pretty good today. So maybe maybe I will watch either Police Story Two or Rumble in the Bronx or something. Um, or maybe I'll flip flop back to uh, Bruce Lee and watch like Fist of Fury or Way of the Dragon or something. I'm gonna guess what you're gonna do. Kung Fu Panda. Okay. <laughs> it was gonna be no, yeah, that that's plausible. Actually, I could see you watching Kung Fu Panda after, which is a great movie, by the way. No, that, that, that's definitely what I would do. I would just sit down. I would just give up and watch a movie I've already seen. Um, but I still need to watch Kung Fu Panda two and three because I've never seen them. You gotta watch Kung Fu Panda too, then. <sighs> no, I was. I wanted to do it chronologically, based on the list I had of movies I wanted to watch. But then I decided to go back and forth between Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan. And now, the only way I'm going to be able to consume a movie is if I watch exactly what I want to watch at the time. That's the only way I'll be able to sit through it because I don't have an attention span anymore. So I'll have to think on it. But I'll let you know what I end up watching. All right, all right. So wipe your mind slate clean, right? Picture a bunch of white clouds. Clear your head. You said Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan? Well, I'm going to give you a third option. I'm going to let you let you think on Kung Fu Hustle. Dude, no, no, that that's the thing. I want to wait till after I've gone through the classics. And then watch like the newer classics and see how it evolved so I can have that appreciation like Ernesto was saying. But Ernesto Schmerbesto. <laughs> right. I've been saying it for We're... years. No one's listening. <laughs> but okay, I, I see what you're saying. I, I have a confession to make. Mm. I have never seen Enter the Dragon. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was just bullshitting when I, when, when I was telling you to watch it. Well, I, that I I did come to find out that that's that is the one that everyone tells you to watch. So that's like that's fine. That, I think that was a good place to start, even though it was like Bruce Lee's last movie before he died. It was, uh, you know, it it was it was cla- it was iconic enough to give me the gist of what these movies are about. But it's also older, so I I still have time to see like how it evolves over time. Um, like how how that movie inspired other movies and stuff like that. But I want to save like Kung Fu Panda Two and Rush Hour and Kung Fu Hustle for later. Yeah, because I need to discipline myself. 
I need to sit down and watch movies. I need to watch movies that are in different languages. I need to become cultured. Can I ask you what you liked about Enter the Dragon? I don't know. It it didn't it didn't have like a profound effect on me. I don't have any sort of personal attachment to it. Um, I just thought it was cool. Bruce Lee is like a cool. He's just, he's a fascinating individual, and he's someone you, you just like to watch do stuff. Um, yeah, and I think I think it was really. It was just w- really well made movie. I like how um, he has that iconic look with the scratches on him and that whole scene with the the mirrors and stuff. But I said this on the other podcast, but I'll I'll, I'll bring it up here. Um, I liked how Bruce Lee didn't really do much until later on. Like it's like halfway through the movie, he starts throwing punches. Um, he doesn't do a whole lot of action until he's facing. Uh, the guy with the scar, Bob Wall, uh, whatever his name was in the movie. So I, I liked how I was like getting hyped to see him do his thing. When he finally did his thing, it it helped me stay in the hype instead of being like, okay, cool, he's he's doing the fighting thing. That's cool because that that's kind of the problem I have with a lot of movies is like I get the gist of it and then I don't want to finish it because it's like, okay, I know what this movie's like now. I can move on. But I, I need to I need to slow down and just enjoy things, just savor the small things of life, such as movies. Mm-hmm. So now let's talk about something uh, that you probably enjoyed more. What did, what did you like about Police Story? I I liked the contrast between the two movies. How Enter the Dragon is like sort of slow and low key for some of it. Police story is pretty crazy. It's um, <laughs> it's a lot of it's a lot more slapstick and comedic stunts and stuff like that rather than martial arts itself. But um, I mean, Jackie Chan still he's still a competent fighter in this one. But um, I'm more impressed by him like hanging on buses and stuff like that, flipping over tables and doing a bunch of crazy swinging on stuff. Uh, breaking through windows like all doing all this crazy stuff and just being a charming likable guy on top of that um even though it wasn't in english i i found myself um liking the characters a lot and getting invested a lot easier um because you know i just like fun movies i just like movies where crazy stuff happens yeah definitely you was that like the first jackie chan film you saw yeah and it it really left an impression on you, huh? Yeah, yeah. It, Enter the Dragon was good, but um, Police Story is uh, was the one that wanted that, that made me want to watch more. It was the gateway drug for for uh, martial arts movies. Yeah, yeah. Like I I want to see where it goes from there. Like I want to see um, what other crazy stuff goes on because there's like there's several Police Story movies um drunken master i'm looking forward to seeing ernesto told me not to watch the first one but i'm gonna watch the first one yeah yeah fuck ernesto <laughs> smurbesto smurbesto yeah so I, i'll probably watch a jackie chan movie tonight so either police story four i mean police story two rumble in the bronx or what was the other one? drunken master 
I'll give you my recommendation. Yeah, go ahead. Rumble in the Bronx. Yeah. I think that's the older one. Or is that newer than Police Story? You could say Jackie was in New York before the Millie Rock. Yeah, you could say that. No one says that except me. <laughs> yeah, but you could say it. You could. You could say anything. You can't say anything anymore because cancel culture. I'm so afraid of getting canceled, dude. I'm kind of wondering, like, when will I get canceled? Oh. What what will be the thing that I say that'll get me canceled? You've already said things on, on this podcast that would get you canceled. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, but no, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm so scared. My life uh, will be over. Yeah, I, I, it's crazy. Like, Imagine the Trey Green show canceled. Trey, I have your back. Me, Schmerbesto, Alejandro, and you are all going to carry on the Trey Green podcast. We won't stop. We're not getting canceled because, because we're not snowflakes. <laughs> and if the snowflakes, they want to cancel us, they're going to have to cancel these nuts, okay? Yeah, yeah, got them. Um, <laughs> got him. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I'm I'm not actually afraid of getting canceled. I feel like you know I I'd rather be held accountable for my actions. I just hope that like I feel like I'm the type of person to to say something that gets twisted the wrong way, and I'm just not smart enough to re rephrase whatever sentence gets me in trouble. I'm just, I'm afraid, I'm going to say something along the lines of like, you people in a sentence, and that's enough to get me canceled. Because they'll be like, what do you mean you people? And I'll be like, Mexicans. Duh. Someone's going to clip that. <laughs> just kidding. I love, my, I love my Mexican fans. Shout out Coco. Brilliant oh, movie. I loved Coco. Coco was one of the last movies that made me cry before I lost my emotions. Yeah, same. I can't remember the last time I cried. Well, actually, no, I can. <laughs> it was a couple of days ago, actually. Yeah. You won't believe what happened. So, have you ever read the book The Candy Makers? Yes. Basically, they all made us read it in fifth grade. I remember this vividly. Was it fifth grade? Because I, I remember it being in middle school, which is weird because... We weren't. We didn't have classes in middle school. Or, or maybe, I. Well, for me, I remember. I don't want to dox, her name, her, but I think it Miss R, Miss whatever. Uh, she was our, uh, language arts reading teacher, and she gave us this book called The Candy Makers, and the story goes like this. There's four kids who go to this candy factory and they're all there to compete in a contest to see who's going to become the next candy maker and they need to create the greatest candy. And let me tell you, that shit, that shit's sad. That, that made me tear up at the end because, spoiler alert, one of the kids is the candy maker's son and one of the kids is a dick who had a traumatic accident when he was young with the candy maker's son. And so he was being like a dick to everyone because he was only there for revenge. 
and the other two contestants, one's an idiot, but he's only an idiot because he thought he saw a girl die right in front of him. But then that same girl who he thought he saw die is also competing and she's a spy. Are you following me here, Trey? Barely, dude. I, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> <laughs> I just read it a couple of days ago. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, the guy who's a dick, his name is Philip. And this is a throwback to um, like 30 minutes ago where you were like, um, you wanted to be a nice person, right? You don't want to be an asshole. So <laughs> at the time, I was thinking, you know, Philip's kind of a dick. Like, I don't know. Don't be a Philip. You know, don't be a dick. And at the end of the book, he and Logan, who's the son of the candy maker, they they get along and they finally become friends because the truth was realized that the traumatic accident that Philip went during when he was all those years ago was only only stemmed from his father, who was the real dick. Because he was like, you can't hang out here at the candy factory anymore. So Philip blamed Logan because he thought Logan was the one who said, I don't want you to come here anymore. When in reality, it was his piece of shit father. And, and so that, that made me tear up. I don't know if anyone <laughs> followed that, but it's a great book. Well, that, you that's, should read it. That's the great thing about Spotify. You can go back. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well... <laughs> Yeah, no, well, don't be a Philip. Don't be a Philip. Don't be a dick. Don't don't be a candy maker's son's dad. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I read that in middle school. I remember because we had to do, uh, we had to do like a pamphlet or something. You know, one of those weird book report things that's like masked as something to uh, seem more fun, but it's just a book report. So it's like make make a menu. You order this and this, and you write a report about this. Make a a diorama. Oh yeah, I fucking hated that shit. So um, it it was like one of those types of projects where you had to like make something for it, and um, I d- I just didn't do it. That that was one of the that was one of the first instances I can remember of my ability to read and hold my attention in something I don't want to hold. I don't want to read. Um, uh, so yeah, it was kind of all downhill from there for my attention span. Uh, but I'm slowly, but surely getting back into reading. I'm reading a, um, a self-help book. I, I said this already, but yeah, I, I sort of decided that like, I can't really, uh i i can't fix my problems with life i i can't fix my thoughts using my own thoughts so i decided to get a book that would sort of ingrain positive mantras into my head uh one of them is called the four agreements it's been a few weeks since i read it so i don't remember what those four agreements are but yeah it's supposed to help you it's some sort of like Aztec, no, uh, Toltec wisdom book. It's called. So yeah, I'm I'm just trying to be more positive and create better habits. Whoops. 
Um, hey, you're not alone. You're not alone in this journey of self-discovery. Because I'm here for you. And Shmurbesto is... And that one dude who doesn't show up for our other podcast. Yeah, dude. Your podcast. R- remember when he said he'd be there? Like, even... Like, he said he said he wasn't going to be there. And then we, he, we convinced him to show up. And he said he would do that. And then he didn't anyway. Like, he, Bro, oh my... He, he could have just said he wasn't going to be there. Like, we had already accepted that. Dude. Dude, you do not want to get me started on this. I... I swear to fucking God, this man, I like this guy, you know, we, we've been friends, well, quote unquote friends for four years, three to four years. I don't know if it's because I grown up and I, I take friendships more seriously. I take my time more seriously, but when someone says they'll show up and they don't show up, you kind of get pissed off. When they do that over and over again, and you don't know whether you just accept it or if you just shouldn't care anymore. Because I, I genuinely stopped caring about whether he, he'd show up. Like, I just, I just didn't expect him to show up. <laughs> it, it, it's simple. Yeah, it, it's but, at the point where he's just kind of welcome to show up. And if he does, cool. Yeah. Um, that I mean, he he's still a valued member of the group to me. Um, he just we, we no, just, I we, agree. We, we just know his habits, so and we we adjusted our expectations accordingly. And that's fine. It's just that when you when you say you you <laughs> forget about the podcast yeah. that we do every single week, and you you booked a fucking a push and pee appointment, a fucking pussy appointment. It over the the fucking boys, bro. You're you. I'm sorry. You. I'm not sorry. This is one of the times where you can be an asshole because this this is bullshit, bro. Like, how how are you gonna prioritize a female, a female, a girl over? Okay, over the the fucking podcast. All right, man. You you've been listening to way too much future. Um, that's it. No, it's not even about misogyny, okay? It's not even about future. It's about having the fucking respect to show up when you say you're going to show up. No, I mean, yeah. No, you're right. You're definitely right about that. But I mean, it's he can he can he can have his little appointment. That's fine. Just just tell us a little bit earlier. Don't don't schedule it for Tuesday. Don't schedule it on the same day that you that we do the podcast. It doesn't matter if you forgot. Yeah, because even if you forgot, that just means you just you don't respect our time. Like it's, it's simple. That's the way I think about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, if someone like flaked on me, I, I would I would just let that get to me. Like that that would just hurt, and I would just feel like they don't care, and it would it would like. It, it's always I've always felt like a deep pain whenever I can tell I care more about a relationship than someone else. And um, avoiding that pain has caused relationships to be damaged. But um, now it's just like, if you don't show up, cool, fine. That, all right. So now, now I, I know where your priorities are. So I will, like I said, adjust my expectations of you accordingly and move on you're just this is what i know you to do so 
Um, I just, I'll, I will probably ask you to come or go wherever we're going or whatever, whatever I'm inviting you to do. I will probably ask less. Um, but in the case of someone like Alejandro, we all got stuff going on, I guess. Um, podcast isn't that important, but it it is something we all committed to. Um, so it'd be nice. I'll never stop. It'd be, it'd be nice if he stuck to that commitment. But um, yeah, he he's welcome to show up. But if he doesn't, we're gonna show must go on. Yeah. It is. I'm glad I got that off my chest. It is a little weird that you guys would probably go on without me because the show's name after me. <laughs> but no, I would. I would never do that. No, you you literally planned to that first week. Um, because I, I was, okay, yeah, yeah, that's true. Which is weird because I was supposed to like my big comeback. Like you guys were saving me from jumping off the skyway. So I I, I don't understand why you would um do that. Well, no. Okay, that I was thinking I would just record with them to put on my podcast. Yeah, that, that's it, it. Would be weird. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I was thinking too. I, I was. I wasn't. I wasn't sure what it was going to be because you started the group chat. You kind of initiated this whole thing. Like, like we weren't talking for a while, and then we started talking again, and then immediately you're just kind of like you just grabbed my hand and pulled me back into the limelight, and I appreciate that. Hey man, I appreciate you because you inspired me, and and you inspired me to come back. You know, you know. Now, nowadays, nowadays everybody wants to talk like they got something to say, but nothing comes out when they move their lips. It's just a bunch of gibberish and mfers uh, act like they forgot about Trey. Venom. Venom. I hate that song. I hate. What happened to Eminem? He got old. No, 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 no. He got old 10 years ago. <laughs> he put out the Marshall Mathers LP too. And I thought that one was good. He seemed like he was going in a direction where he was like, he recognized that he was getting old, but he could still go. And he was sort of adapting this dad persona. And he was also more willing to joke around and make fun of himself. Like he doesn't have to be hard anymore. He can, um, cameo in the interview and say he's gay and that's not even like an issue like he's just kind of having fun uh and there's there's no like he he doesn't he doesn't get killed over that great movie by the way yeah (laughs) interview great movie um but yeah but he seems to have lost that sort of self-awareness and He's he's just kind of making this really weird, cheesy stuff that like sometimes sounds like what everyone else is doing. Sometimes sounds like he's trying to bring back Slim Shady, like classic Eminem stuff. But it's it all kind of falls flat for me. Like ever since he grew that beard, I think he's experiencing a problem that only he is can experience he, he's just so he's been in the 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 rap game for so long he's grown out of what he used to make because you know it's like you said the marshall mathers lp that was a while ago how long was that like over 10 years the something like yeah Mar- marshall mathers lp um well the first one was in the 90s and the second one was in like 2014 
Yeah, shit. That that alone should should tell you, like ten over twenty years is a lot of time. Yeah. So it's like imagine either of us doing this podcast for over twenty years. We're gonna probably grow up. We're gonna probably not you know be as explicit because you know we. I don't know, like, when you get older, I guess you get a little bit much mature. Your sense of humor changes. You don't find a lot of stuff as funny. But with Eminem, it's like, his rap skill, his skills, he's, he's you know, they're, still, they're top tier. He's still good at rapping. He's still a good, he's still a great, fantastic wordsmith. I think he just doesn't care anymore. And he, yeah. he's just putting out whatever. But... I'm kind of disappointed because I, it's so obvious he, if he really tried, he could make good stuff. And some of his, like most recent stuff, like on um, Music to Me Murdered by, there's a couple songs that are okay. Um, Godzilla's fine, I guess. It's a little corny, but it's like, it's catchy. I didn't really like Godzilla, if I'm being honest. I it was it, it was just it was just catchy to me. It wasn't like mind blowing or anything. I thought Juice World's part was better than Eminem's. Um like the hook yeah. the hook was the catchiest part. Um as in most songs. Um mm-hmm. cuz that's how music works. We shouldn't make a a rap duo. We like should. Outcast. You know, <laughs> like Outcast. Yeah. No, we got to I I want like a big group. I want like a Brockhampton Brockhampton size group. I'm said Brockhampster. I want us all to have our our different stuff. No, we're we're gonna be like Odd Future. That's what we're gonna be like. Yeah. Um, I know exactly who who we need. <laughs> who do we need? So so it's you, me. Throw in Gustavo. Yes. I'm out of ideas. <laughs> well, um, Alejandro's already making music. We can ask him to join. Do you want Schmerbesto in? I don't know. Does he want to be in? I don't. I don't think he's a good music. Music or music maker. We can include Bear too. He can ghostwrite for me. Yeah, I've thrown so much shade this episode. It's kind of unreal. But yeah, I don't know. I'm I, from my perspective. I'm like, I'm like, you know, don't be a bully. Uh, I, I'm trying to be a better person, and you're just like being the like, exact poopoo on the doo doo. Fucking, that's a Trey <laughs> Green podcast reference right there, folks. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Jordan, you know, I, it's interesting. You were talking about growing up because in, in this current state, you know, I haven't really been in, in the public, um, over the past like year or so, um, because I've, I've just been so burnt out by the past, by the whole pandemic and graduation and all that, you know, it, it's weird to see the progression of my mental health through uh the trade green podcast because i i feel like every episode my speech gets slower because and like the bear ones i just sound so tired and sad uh j- just that that's just how i perceive it and um i i don't know it, it's I, i've been sort of not really doing a whole lot and i've sort of lost touch with what i like to do because it, it just doesn't give me the same enjoyment and i, I i'm sort of for a time, I was sort of wondering if I was just growing out of it all, because this is all silly stuff. It's all just good fun, but do do I want to do I want to do it forever? Um, if it's not yeah. if it's not gonna if if I'm not gonna blow up or make money, then what's what's the 
what's the point besides having fun? And when you get older, uh, you don't have time for fun. You don't have as much time for fun. That's that's true. But I, I feel like I should be able to do what I want. So I chose to do the things I like to do, even if they didn't give me the same satisfaction. And um, I'm just kind of pushing along and sort of slowly getting back to a mental state that I was pre-pandemic, if if that's even possible. So yeah, that's why I'm reading stupid books, and I'm I'm back. By the way, uh, I I, didn't, I never really officially uh, made it official, but yes, there are new episodes coming soon. Praise back, bitches. Yep. Also, you were talking about getting older and seeing yourself progress um, in the pod, the Trey Green podcast. And I could, I could relate to what you were saying, in a way, because I was listening to the episodes. Well, I listened to the whole thing, but in the episodes where I was in it, it's like I could. It's almost as if I couldn't tell if I was autistic or if I was just, I was just out of it. But I don't know. When you see yourself from two years ago, and then you see yourself now, you think damn, I've really have changed. I talk more now. So that's nice. I have a question for you. Yes, sir. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm looking at my list. Oh, you, what? You have a list of questions? Yeah, like 30 minutes before I I just wrote down a bunch of questions. <laughs> that's sick. I, that, that, I was sort of like jogging my memory of, of things to talk about too earlier. That, that's I got the Smosh idea because I was looking at old Smosh videos and stuff. But yeah, that that was one of my problems is that I didn't, I, I never, I never have topics for my podcast. I just kind of let unfiltered podcast or let unfiltered conversations flow. Yeah. But I mean, I think that's the beauty of it, right? Yeah. That's when it's real fresh. Yeah. I, it's, it's sort of like I'm, I'm giving people an outlet to say whatever they want, I guess. Remember, you can do anything, Trey. I wholeheartedly believe that. And I believe in you. Thanks. Thanks, man. I need that what belief. Is... What is your question? <laughs> I was going to ask, what is one obscure thing that people don't know about but is popular to you? So what I mean is that, for my example, is Free Realms. <laughs> free Realms. Yep. I remember free run. I didn't play it, but I remember it. I bought a lifetime membership. Jeez, oh, Jordan. Or I didn't buy well, it. I, My yeah. dad bought it for me. <laughs> and a couple months later, the game just shut down. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it was not around very long. Um, do you remember how? I'm so sad. Do you remember how much that lifetime membership costs? I think probably like thirty dollars. <sighs> yeah, I never really played those games. I dabbled in them. I didn't, you know, I, I never really had a high end enough computer to play like the big MMOs, but um, I could play, I could play Club Penguin. Um, I could play Pop Tropica. I could play Toontown. Yeah. Do you remember Toontown? Oh, I remember Toontown. Yeah. Uh, and I, I was never into Roblox, but I, I would play a couple weird like in browser MMOs. Some of them my dad played, some of them I just found. I don't really have a whole lot of memories of them, but one of them was called like 
Sherwood. And on that same website, there was one with like astronauts on the moon. And then uh, there was also this one called Adventure Quest. Yo, yo, Adventure Quest. You played that? It was the shit. Yeah, I played it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really remember anything about those games. I just remember uh, that one was in like 2D. That one was like anime weird style, but also like fantasy, sort of like Final Fantasy-ish. And um, But the other ones were like weird in-browser 3D model ones. But yeah, you know, I, I I like to try a lot of things, but the stuff I'm like actually into, I usually just kind of like pick one and just stick to it. And that for me, that was Club Penguin. I, I played mostly Club Penguin, which I mean, there wasn't a whole lot to do in Club Penguin until they added uh, that card game where you're like, it was like elements and you're like a ninja and something about cards. It was like card, card jutsu or something, card jitsu. But yeah, they they had fun mini games, basically. Um, that I know about that's cool to me that other people don't really talk about, right? Yeah, I have one that's not it's not something I watch anymore. It's it it was it's it's another part of my childhood. Um, it's not something I watch anymore, but it's something I'm really really fascinated by, and that's professional wrestling. I feel like. You know, WWE is such a weird like it's it's such a weird like form of entertainment it's like part theater like part stage performance part stunt show they call it a sport but it's fake but you also still get hurt and people die because doing crazy flips and stuff and it's also sort of like also a soap opera because like it's just really like dramatic writing and everything's just over the top and weird. And um, they're just a lot of interesting stories. I like watching documentaries about it. And it's, I watched so much of it because I watched the actual, the actual product when I was a little kid. So I have all this knowledge of it. So it's, it's, it's really easy to consume content about it because I know everyone's names. I know all the lingo and stuff. Because I watched it when I was like nine up until about middle school, which um, anyone who's an actual wrestling fan knows that that's like an awful time. Like 2009, (laughs) 2010, Monday Night Raw was like really bad. Some of the people from the 90s were still around at that time. So you still had Triple H, you still had Rey Mysterio, you still had The Undertaker, and they were all cool when you're a kid. Uh, It's it's not really something that's like cool adult. But I find it really fascinating. And it's just something, you know, how you watch like Jerry Springer and like, no, that, that's an awful example. You, you just watch like crazy television, like people who watch reality shows, ironically. Um, I sort of have that attitude now because it's something you can't really, you can't take it seriously. But if you just watch it, it's, it's like, what what is this this is like this is like live action it's like a it's like street fighter like a fighting game it's like <laughs> it's like people larping a fighting game you know what larping is yeah live action yeah. role playing it's like people larping a fighting game is is one of the best ways to i can describe it from my perspective of like what i think it is because like other people see it and it's like okay it's just a fake sport 
Um, but no, it's all these, yeah. it's all these other things. People are playing characters. The Undertaker is supposed to be like a demon from, like he's like a ghost zombie man <laughs> who wears a hat and sometimes rides a motorcycle. Um, and he has a brother who's like a demon uh, who wore a mask and was like, he wore a mask because his face was burned because he burned down the house and his parents were in it. None of this stuff is real. It's all just made up. It's just made up stuff for these characters that go out into a ring in their underwear and like fake fight. Right. And that's just so weird to me. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I don't know. So I, I'll watch stuff like um, uh, Vice has a show uh, called Dark Side of the Ring where it just tells like stories of how weird and uh, crazy and violent the business can be and how people end up dying or killing people because they get brain damage um, from hitting chairs on their, on their heads. So um, yeah, I don't know. It's just always been something that's really interesting to me and something that I have a deeper understanding than, than most people. And it's mostly just because I have all this information in my head from childhood. And I don't know what to do with it. So I just kind of, let it be something I know a lot about for no reason at all. So yeah, that that's 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 my that's my obscure thing that I know a lot about that other people that I know don't know about. It's basically like like a like a play happening right in front of your eyes in a ring, except it's 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 wrestling. It's action packed. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's acting basically yeah it's it's, it's like, sort of like you know a circus performance almost it's just sort of an over-the-top just thing of people doing weird stuff with their bodies and it just happens to be hugging and <laughs> and slamming and punching and jumping off of ladders and breaking tables and stuff like that but you know i'm, I'm mostly referring to like the 90s like attitude era stuff that's what it was called um, because that's when they started getting, they, they were sort of not, it was never really mainstream popular because it's such a weird thing. It's so hard even for me to explain like a normal person's not going to think it's cool. I feel like the only way for a normal person to enjoy the product, if you're not a child or a redneck is if you are like me and are just fascinated by it. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You you, you just you got you got to check it out. You you got to like you got to watch like an old WrestleMania or like some sort of like hardcore match where they're doing a lot of weird stuff with weapons. People will like choke slam each other on like tables that they set on fire. Um, they'll be locked inside of a cage and they'll get thrown onto a pile of thumbtacks. It, it's just it's just weird stuff. Just people just getting hurt for no reason, <laughs> just for entertainment. You know what I love. Like when when people get choke slammed, because then like the person getting choke slammed has to like jump a little. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's a move that's even crazier than that called the Canadian Destroyer. Oh my god! It's like, oh god, I have to look it up just to describe it. But it's it's all dependent on the person receiving the move, and it it's like hard to even deny it. There are a lot of moves like that where like the person taking the move is doing all the work 
because you know it's a lot of like flippy stuff and you got you have to jump if you want to get lifted that high in the air but it's like the thing is you um the canadian destroyer i'm going to try to describe it you have someone bent down with your with their head between your legs they're facing down uh you grab them by the waist and you do a front flip while holding on to them, flipping them with you, sort of like a suplex. Yeah. And you land in a pile driver position where like their head is just like on the ground. Um, so you're like doing a front flip and flipping their head on the ground. That's what it's supposed to be. But what it really is, is the person receiving the move doing a backflip with someone hanging onto their back. If that makes sense, you have to, you kind of have to see it to, to understand, but it's the person receiving the move, doing a backflip is the actual move, but it's made to look like you're like flipping someone into the ground. And yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of moves like that where the, the other person just has to like jump and let themselves take the impact. <clears throat> it's a it's a lot of acrobatics. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an acrobatic show basically. As um I mean it wasn't always like that. There was a lot of time where it was just two lumpy people trying to push each other on the ground and hold them there for 3 seconds. But um what I'm into is the crazy stuff, the hardcore stuff. Um cage matches and stuff like that just watching people try to convince you that they're having a real fight and hitting each other with barbed wire wrapped two by fours and stuff. It's yeah, it, it, it can get crazy, but, th- but they do get hurt. Like, like they actually get hurt. That, that's, that's how they get hurt. <laughs> the moves themselves aren't, are, are the, is the fake part. Um, well, the, the real fake part is that it's predetermined the winner the winner is decided to progress whatever story they're trying to tell right but what actually happens in the ring um is protected so you don't break your neck on purpose um or i mean you don't break your neck on accident um like you're not they're not trying to kill each other um they're trying to reach they're trying to tell a story put on a show and reach a certain outcome that's already been determined but what they do is kind of up to them. So things like direct punches to the face are faked. Like they're just kind of swiping their forehead or doing like a movie style, like stage punch, like that you can only, that looks real from certain angles. Or if you're in like a seat that's far back, it'll look real, but it's not real. Yeah. They also, so like they, they avoid direct shots to the head because that can result in brain damage. And that has led to um, the wrestler Chris Benoit to um, kill his wife, son, and himself. Oh, Jesus. So, so that they, uh, they ban chair shots to the head because of that. So yeah, stuff like that. They, they try to avoid stuff like that. But if someone is really dedicated to the craft... <laughs> so to speak you can be uh mick foley and get dropped like 30 feet off of a cell through the announcer's table um 
which is which is a breakaway table. So it broke his fall, or it, it absorbed some of his fall. But yeah, it, it still it still injured him, and people get injured all the time. But what's really crazy that I don't even know anything about, but I'd like to, is uh, Japanese wrestling mm. because they have this thing called death matches, <laughs> and it's exactly what it sounds like. So, yeah, yeah, just like hyper-violent weapons, real blood, crazy stuff. Um, that's when they're actually like, they don't care. They're, they, they, will, they will get hurt if that's what it takes to put on a good show. But yeah, WWE is more, a little more protected now, especially that it's like, it's been PG for like 10 years. Would you say that WWE is like Saturday morning cartoons compared to Japanese wrestling where it's like anime? That, that's pretty. That's a pretty good comparison. Yeah, uh, but I think I think I feel like wrestling in general is like anime for white people, for rednecks, for people who drink um, Budweiser, Bud Light specifically. But yeah, yeah, you know that that is one of those things where you have to sort of turn off your awareness of the social stigma around things and just kind of appreciate something for what it is, and um. If there's anything I can say, it's not the stories that they tell aren't good. That's the thing. It's really corny, really cheesy, really bad, like badly written, overly dramatic, not dramatic enough. It's just not good storytelling, not good booking. Like people who are good at what they do aren't like do aren't they aren't having the big matches that the people who were that good back then would like they're sort of they're trying to um be more towards the entertainment side and they want like characters that are more characters than wrestlers i don't know they're, they're just like i don't know just they're just not good at um putting together they just don't have what they used to have they don't they don't have that spark they, they just don't they don't make them like they used to. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe one day. I completely forgot where I was <laughs> going with that. Maybe one day. Um, because it's, it's, it's just not, it's just an obscure thing. I don't know how to sell it to anyone. Um, it's not something I enjoy the, the actual product of. So it's hard to be like, don't, Hey, check check this thing out, but don't watch it. Just watch stuff about it. But yeah, yeah, I, I highly recommend anyone who has like seen something and been like, this is insane. I want to know more. Learn more. It gets crazier. Yeah, like the, the stuff like anything with the owner of the company, Vince McMahon, watch any of that because the, he's, the, he's the actual owner of the company and he gets involved in the stories. Like he's sort of like the antagonist for a lot of them. and. He's like the 70-year-old man, and I can't even explain the kinds of things he does. You just, you just have to see it for yourself. It's funny as fuck. I do the same thing. I just fuck around. Be, in my, be the villain in my own uh, enterprise, my show. <sighs> do you, did you ever watch The Online Gamer? No. Oh. Because I remember way back, you said something about LARPing, 
and that just took me back to a a web series called the online gamer Hmm. yeah yeah i I refer to wrestling as as larping a fighting game because like when you think about fighting games you have all these colorful characters and they all have their own backstories but it really doesn't really matter because it's just a fighting game it's more about the the gameplay yeah um it's more about like the matches you watch um because fighting games typically don't have like huge stories story modes but yeah yeah so it's like picture like a street fighter character just like a goofy guy with like a a cartoonish backstory but it's real but fake but real it is but it isn't yeah i mean i'm I'm sure if i watched like actual larpers i would get the same entertainment value we should larp let's larp dude i kill so many people (laughs) that's not larping (laughs) i mean in in I'm, we're role playing, like in the role play. I'm not. I'm not actually gonna kill someone IRL. Come on, guys. I I wouldn't do that. But uh, anyway, you wouldn't take a bullet for someone either. My mind's telling me yes, but my body's <laughs> telling me no, or vice versa. I don't. I forget. But fuck. I had a thought, but now it's gone. You know Louis Thoreau. Yeah. Yeah, I know of him. Do you think I'm Louis Thoreau? I don't know enough about him to to make that call. All right, we're yeah. editing this out. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, why 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 do you ask that? No, I was just <laughs> I remember in ninth grade in uh this class called what was it called? It was called communications or something. But we wrote blogs. The teacher was this guy whose name rhymes with Mr. Thickman, and he used to put on Louis Thoreau every time, and we watched videos constantly. And every video, Louis Thoreau himself, the man, would just let these people he's interviewing talk for as long as they'd like, and he would just listen. He wouldn't judge. It really made me think, like, you know, maybe he's got the right idea. To let people talk and, and not, you know, judge them. Because that's how you that's how you get people to open up. That's crazy. Do you have anything that you wanted to shout out? The Trey Green Podcast? Uh shout out. Yeah, shout out the, the yeah, shout out TGP. Uh shout out uh the YouTube channel. Uh there's nothing there hasn't been anything on it for the past like nine months. Um sorry. But, uh, I don't know, keep your eyes peeled. You, you never know what might pop up. Yeah, yeah, you never know what might pop up on there. So stay tuned, hit that bell. Shout out. Schmerbesto. Um, Schmerbesto. Shout out Alejandro. Shout out Jordan Lamb. Uh, shout out Bear, my good friend Bear. You know, I, I really, I really, I, I, was, I was kind of like mean earlier, um, but, but Bear's, Bear's a really good friend of mine. He should be on this show. Hear that, Bear? That's what a good friend sounds like. That's what a good friend is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's a good guy. He he's <laughs> he's good. We'll we'll see. He'll he'll be on the podcast again soon. What else? Uh, shout out, um, <laughs> shout out, Caitlin, dude. <laughs> shout out, Caitlin. That's crazy. She's a girl. If you know, you know. Um. Anyway. Um. Man, what what else? Hold on. Shout out. Uh. Shout out the Canadian destroyer. <laughs> Uh, the best, the best wrestling move, the fakest best wrestling move, and uh, 
Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to say, um, embrace embrace the cringe. All right. Because it, it shows you um, the the honest parts of yourself and the the things you've changed about yourself. Because when you cringe, you you recognize the person you are now, um, or that's what you need to do is recognize the person you are now and how you've changed for the better and continue changing for the better, make good habits, um, read books, um, be nice to people, uh, treat people how you want to be treated. Don't worry, be happy. Don't worry about a thing. Thanks for listening to this episode. <laughs> Follow and rate Jordan. Yeah. Road. <laughs> I'll be back. I'll be back. Trey, Trey Green will be back because, well... Simply because he is my friend. And yeah. I got his back. He's got mine. I will take a bullet. 60-40. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the script now. You got a script? Yeah, I take this shit a little too seriously. Mm. Thank you for listening to this episode. Follow and rate Jordan Mode on Spotify. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Send in a voice message. Follow us on social media, Twitter. Okay, I'll be real. There's no, I have no followers on Twitter. But Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. The links will be in the description. And, and... There's a new episode every single Friday because I will not stop. This is this is really fun for me. So, and with that, peace. <laughs>